Listener Production. Northern Hemisphere stock markets ease overnight as investors fret about global growth. And Aussie shares expected to open higher on Tuesday with KFC operator Collins Foods releasing results. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, June 27. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, last night was an important night for the markets because it provided a full opportunity for us to gauge what impact the weekend's headlines really had on investor sentiment when it came to what went on in Russia. Well, I was surprised because if you look at all prices where I thought the action would be most, we only saw crude oil up by about 0.3 or 4%. So really, I think there's some relief that the mutiny ended Yep, and there wasn't any obvious signs of bloodshed, although this issue hasn't gone away. I think where it really also stood out as far as the share market was concerned was the fact we saw defence stocks down, Tom. Two very important barometers. So I, I, I like you, was um, quite focused on the commodity space because the thing to bear in mind is that there are so many corridors within Russia and the Ukraine that are so sensitive to commodity supply. And if you see this conflict emerge into a real sectarian battle and you've got like a whole bunch of groups that are fighting different agendas, that could have a big impact on commodity supply. And that was all sort of, you know, quite uh, easily dealt with. Uh, as you rightly point out, all prices were up by around 0.4% to $74.18 for Brent. Uh, metals prices were quite well behaved as well. If anything, you saw a decline in copper prices uh, down by about a half of 1%. Aluminium was down by about a percent. So, to your point about defence contractors. So this is another important consideration because the sense is that if this becomes more of an internal conflict within Russia, then Western governments aren't going to have to supply the Ukraine to the same extent when it comes to the hardware relating to war. And that's why Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, General Dynamics and Boeing, they're all down. That's right. So in the UK, we did see defence firms losing ground after the aborted mutiny by mercenaries in Russia. Typically, defence stocks tend to benefit from bad news in terms of geopolitical tensions. And what we saw last night was Britain's biggest defence company, BAE Systems, its shares were down 2.1%, and the aerospace and defence sector in the UK fell 1.3% on news that the mutiny had ended. So we did see European defence firms also down, Leonardo, Saab and Rheinmetall, all dropped by about 4%. So we did see certainly those defence names way on broader indexes in Europe. You're probably too young to remember this, Ryan, but um, uh, as a child, I remember Saab used to have this fantastic car commercial where they'd have like a a Saab vehicle. And because they are a defence contractor, they'd have one of their jets come up behind it and then they'd kind of both race away down the runway. Wow. Quite dramatic imagery. Absolutely. You don't get much of that these days. Not quite the Formula One vehicle, is it? No, but it was still an impressive advertising campaign. So all of the other signs of flux, you know, signs that you look at uh, for a market that is either, you know, very wary or in in some sort of uh, panic, none of those signs emerged. We tended to see... Gold prices, they were a little better bid, but nothing that you'd mention in notes home. Uh, the gold price at 1933 US dollars an ounce, that was up $4.20. Uh, we had government bonds, a little better bid, but that's probably more to do with 
moderating growth concerns uh, as much as anything else. So a two-year Treasury just barely moved down one basis point to 4.74%. Uh, 3.72% was the yield on a 10-year government bond. So down two basis points. Government bonds or US Treasuries in particular, uh, their yield falls, their price rises quite dramatically if there's a lot of strife about. Absolutely. And what we saw overnight at the same time was a strong auction in the United States as well. So there was an auction of $42 billion worth of two-year notes, and that was very strong. So that also dragged down bond yields at the same time. So for the moment, we can rule a line under the Russian situation for the moment. So the other issue that investors are very much focused on is you know the growth trajectory, and that's probably the main reason why we saw global stock markets down last night. So we got the latest purchasing manager indexes a day or so ago. They were in contraction mode in the manufacturing sector. Services sector activity is still expanding, but weakening at the same time as those interest rates lift. So last night, really, the big focus in the United States was on the fact that traders are continually unwinding bets the US Federal Reserve will cut interest rates this year. So we saw investors selling technology companies again, and we are into the final week of June, the final week of the first half of the year. And on the back of that, uh, we did see some profit taking. So the market really is in digestion mode at the time. It's weighing up what the US Federal Reserve will do next to counter elevated inflation. We have an inflation read later in the week. And I mean, if you look at what's happened so far this year, we have seen obviously that AI frenzy and rotation into tech stocks after they were sold off last year. And the NASDAQ is up around 28% in the first half of this year. That's its best pace if it holds since 1983, when broadly we had inflation rates at these levels, ironically. So that is another factor that's taking place at the moment. I think you've made a very good point that the moderation that we're seeing where tech stocks in particular are concerned, a reflection of that recent run up and we're heading into the end of the month, uh, end of the quarter, end of the first half, and there'll be some readjusting of the furniture in portfolios where money managers are concerned. So you kind of have to take moves with a little bit of a grain of salt uh, in this window of time. But the other point to make is that, you know, we've, we've got companies that are coming out and adjusting their forecasts and their outlooks and um, indeed reporting numbers. And these remain very important pieces of information. So, for example, uh, we saw uh, Carnival, the cruise liner last night, uh, they posted a smaller loss, but their guidance was on the lower side of expectations. So that stock was down by 7%, which is actually a small move for some of those uh, cruise line operators. They can whip around quite wildly. PacWest, one of the banks that we'd been talking about a lot during the banking crisis in the US, it was actually up 5% last night because they've gotten rid of um, a loan book and fetched a pretty good price for it. And the market was happy about that, seeing it as a sign of, of de-risking. Uh, Pfizer was down 3%. I think they had an obesity drug that's not quite going the way that they uh, thought it would. So you know, these micro issues where stocks are concerned are so important to still remain focused on, even though we keep carping on about inflation and growth and things like what's going on in Russia. Well, absolutely. So just on the first one, Carnival, Let's not forget that its stock is up about 70% it's so rally. far this yeah. year. So maybe some profit taking on that one as well. Of course, the cruise liners are benefiting from the reopening of the US economy at the moment. At the same time, 
some better news on the regional banking front. We did see WSFS Financial, the regional bank added 4.4% after DA Davidson upgraded the stock to buy from neutral. It said that it could benefit from higher for longer interest rates. So that really led the regional banking index up about 2% on the back of that. And then, as you also mentioned, there was some idiosyncratic results, um, which really did move the market at the same time. So the big focus going forward will be on earnings. So the next earnings season will be imminent in the next few weeks. There's expectations for earnings downgrades. Profit margins are under pressure from higher costs, wages, inflation in general. So that'll be the next iteration of where the market goes. But the standout last night was really Tesla and its share price got pantsed. Its share price slipped 6% after Goldman Sachs cut the electric vehicle makers rating to neutral citing pricing headwinds. So it's a very competitive space, the EV space, Tom. It is. And I suppose the uh, the point that you make about results, you know, we've got our own company reporting season coming up. We're still a month away, a little bit, bit more than a month away. But this is that window of time where organisations will fess up about uh, whether or not they're not going to be up to snuff or perhaps um, they might, in fact, uh, be doing better than expected. And today in Australia, we have one of our favourite companies, the KFC operator, Collins Foods. It attracts a lot of attention. And today it releases its full year results. And according to Morgan's, its analysts are expecting revenue of $1,311 million and a net profit after tax of $48.6 million. That'll be down from $59.7 million from a year ago if that does materialise, a full year dividend of $0.24 cents per share is expected. So Look out for that result. It is a good barometer of discretionary spending. Mm. Of course, Australians continue to spend on takeaway food. It's been such a, a roller coaster. Those stocks did quite well during the pandemic. People went back to work. They got forgotten about. Cost of living pressures. Some of these organisations can be quite competitive in terms of uh, the cost of a, a meal. The other thing to note as well, Tom, is one of the big boppers, CSR, is hosts an annual general meeting today. So there'll be some commentary out of them. And shares of rice growers trade ex-dividend in Australia today, so its share price could be lower. So a fair bit going on. The Aussie dollar not vastly changed from where it was yesterday afternoon at 66.75 US cents. So again, you know, had things been rocking and rolling in terms of geopolitical issues, you would have seen the US dollar fly higher. That would have made a casualty of the Aussie dollar, which hasn't happened. Thanks for having a chat this morning, Ryan. Have a good day. You too, Tom. Happy Tuesday, if that's such a thing. And for our listeners, please look out for Craig and Laura this afternoon with their market update. Have a wonderful day. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.